This is Chanel Bunger with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, and today I have the privilege of speaking with Laura Deirda, Vice President and Editor-in-Chief at Becker's Healthcare. She's going to share with us a few of the trends that she's currently watching in the healthcare space. Laura, thank you so much for joining me. Take it away. Thank you so much, Chanel. And uh, the first trend that I wanted to talk about today is not a new trend. It's something we've been talking about for a while, but we do have some new numbers that are illuminating the breadth and depth of the situation. So staffing has been a challenge for health systems even before the pandemic. Workforce shortages and nursing shortages were looming. And then when the pandemic hit, obviously it exacerbated that with nurses and uh, staff leaving healthcare in droves and others uh, leaving health systems in order to go to travel nursing agencies and in healthcare, just really overall needing to um, figure out a different staffing strategy. So um, Fitch reported earlier this month that the ongoing labor shortage is the single largest contributor to operational losses at hospitals and health systems, and that the nursing shortage has increased up to 2 million spots where there are unfilled nurses. So this is still definitely a really big problem heading into 2023 and something that lots of organizations are dealing with and finding different ways to deal with it. Um, first, you know, there are some hospitals and health systems that are reporting their labor expenses up from inflation, raises, bonuses, other issues just to retain staff. And uh, because the staffing shortage has made things so challenging, they continue to see this as being a problem into next year um, with more money needing to be devoted to staffing. As a result, it's being cut in other places. And we have seen some hospitals cutting services because of staffing shortages as well. Particularly in New York, nearly 50% of hospitals have reduced or eliminated services because of staffing, and 75% of the hospitals reported delaying or canceling building and improvement projects because of financial issues. So hospitals are having to close services, meaning less access to their communities, and it also then leads to uh, more of those patients who are losing access to care in their own communities going to larger urban areas. Um, to to find care and those services in the urban hospitals are being overloaded because they're serving not only their typical patient populations as well as people coming in from the rural areas and they're experiencing some of the similar staffing shortages as all other hospitals. So it really is a problem across the board and it has a ripple effect across the, the country because not only these services closing affect the communities, but then they start to affect access to the hospitals and health systems where these patients are funneling to. And this report also showed that around 75% of hospitals in New York said that they have key positions they're leaving unfilled, including physicians, lab workers, imaging staff, and respiratory therapists because of staffing shortages. So um, definitely a lot to think about. Uh, there are health systems that are enacting different strategies to try to combat this, but we're also seeing a lot of scrutiny on hospitals and health systems trying to do things to cut staff or cut costs as it happens to um, fall on the staffing measures. So, you know, organizations are looking at unique ways, especially technology-driven ways to really support their workforce. One great example is Mercy. The health system developed an app for on-demand staffing platform among its 40 hospitals and clinics that allows for full and part-time nurses as well as nurses who are skilled and experienced from outside the system to pick up shifts. Mercy's fill rate improved by 2% since enacting the on-demand staffing platform, and its fill rate is now 86%, while the staffing costs to deliver care decreased 12%. 
And so the system is hiring around 1,100 quote-unquote gig nurses who are now part of the organization that are traveling between sites and facilities to try to fill spots as needed. So that's been really, really helpful and a great case study from Mercy. Um, Allegheny Health Network also has taken a creative approach of creating flexible nursing team to self-schedule shifts across its 14 hospitals, or those nurses are also able to take on week-long or multi-week assignments in one place. And so it really creates that flexibility that a lot of organizations are craving. Piedmont Healthcare in Atlanta and Jefferson Health in Philadelphia also created their own staffing units. Um, and then other organizations are looking at ways to really be more uh, creative and improve the way that they're retaining staff. One of the people that we've spoken to recently at Becker's is Common Spirits Chief Nursing Officer, Dr. Kathy Samford, who recently spoke with us about the health system's efforts to support its 44,000 nurses with uh, shorter schedules, closer academic partnerships, and shared governance so that nurses have a bigger voice and role within the health system. And they're also moving to do more career pathways and education among their nursing team members. So it's really a lot of great things and ideas going on to support the nurse staff, to support the broader health system staff, and really make a difference beyond some of the financial challenges that healthcare organizations are having. Thank you. Yeah, it's really interesting to see the creativity of some of these health systems and hospitals in these daunting times. Um, what else are you watching right now? Yeah, definitely. So the other big trend that I wanted to bring up today is CEO exits. There was a report released recently by Challenger Gray and Christmas that said hospital and health system CEO exits were up 300% in November, which is huge. And to think about a lot of that institutional knowledge leaving healthcare organizations, the turnover creates some instability as would it would with any organization, but it also creates a huge opportunity for new voices and new leaders to elevate into the healthcare system. So we're seeing a lot more of these positions being filled by women, minorities, physicians, and nurses as they ascend to the top spots in their health system with an eye on great patient care and financial stewardship. A few quick examples. Recently, Erica Steed became the CEO of Metro Health. She was previously the COO for Sinai Chicago Health System and a nurse by background and brings a really great perspective into leading the health system. Stephanie Connors is also a nurse by background who took over as president and CEO of Baycare Health System in Florida. And she's a former COO of Jefferson Health of Philadelphia. So we're really seeing a lot of this um, economic downturn that is leading to organizations, CEOs, um, some of the, the turnover become new opportunities for people, emerging leaders who've got some great ideas and um, you know, really are, are attuned to what's going on in healthcare today to support the workforce, to support um, frontline workers and ongoing efforts to write the healthcare system and bring healthcare into the next generation. Wonderful. It'll be interesting to see how these different diverse perspectives work out in the long run. We'll continue to keep an eye out on that. And thank you as always for joining me today on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much, Janelle.